This is sounding familiar. In that, it said that he had won the Ig Nobel Prize. For his study? Yes. On lint? Belly yes. button lint? Yes. So oh, then that's I was right. like, yeah, 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 So then yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. what is that? So then I looked that up on Wikipedia. Oh, boy. And found out what it was. And Helped you waste all hilarious. kinds of time, didn't it? And then I was found the list of winners by year. And then, yes. And then I was done. <laughs> <laughs> It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. With a guy and a contemplative guy and a guy who's kind of dancing in his chair. Mm-hmm. Groovy guy. Episode 305. It's a podcast. And here we are. I already said that. I already said it's a podcast. Yeah, you I? did. I'm Craig. I'm Mike. That was the thing I was going for. Wow, so out of practice with this. We took four weeks off. Could you tell? <laughs> yes. Ah. And this from somebody who actually listened. <laughs> and we should talk to that guy. Well, hello, Larry. Oh, hey. Hello, Larry. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah. How was your break? Well, I didn't really have a break. No? You didn't yeah. take any time off? From work? Yeah. Well, I went, yeah. I went out to California for Christmas for a few days. That was fun. Awesome. Yeah. You have family? Yeah. Yeah. My sister and my brother-in-law. My two okay. Nephews. We had a good time. Sweet. Nephews, yeah. huh? So you're Uncle Larry? I am Uncle Are Larry. Are you you're, you're Uncle Lair? I, I am Uncle Larry. Not that's, Uncle Lair. That's what they call me. <laughs> My friend Kyle got me a shirt for Christmas, and it says "Drunkle" on it. Ooh. It's like, and it says "Like a normal uncle, only drunker." That's awesome. And I see also "Awesome" and "Handsome" or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's a pretty awesome shirt. <laughs> Are there little kids involved where they call you Uncle Wary? <laughs> no, they're not that small. Okay. Did they did they do that when they were little and talk like that? Uncle Wowie. I don't remember. Uncle Wowie. <laughs> Wowie, Uncle Wowie. We did go You up. talk to people all day for a living. <laughs> Perfect. <Jeez. laughs> you just made that song even better. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Oh, I got something I want to show you guys. Excuse me while I whip this out. Hey. Oh, it's from your... Excuse me, your excuse me while I kiss this guy. Excuse me while I whip this thing <laughs> out of my bag, not my pants. Yay! Are these gifts? This is awesome. They are proof copies. Ooh. They are not gifts. Oh, yes, I see the square. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Um, yeah, Sweet. I got the first proof for die laughing. Doesn't that look nice? It looks awesome. All that red blood splatter on the front cover, the, the smiley, the, the bloody smiley dude. With the jaggedy teeth. Nice. Yeah. The jaggedy uh, jack-o'-lantern teeth and the X's for eyes because he's dead. Looks awesome. Very cool. But oh, there's like loose pages there's and like, stuff. Okay. There's plenty of blood on every page. You did not skimp on the blood. No, yeah. there's, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> if it's a character page, there's no blood. If it's a monster page, there's no blood. Pretty much every other page has some amount of blood on it. Oh, actually, that's not true. There's On the monster pages, there's blood. Because well, no, even the stuff that's... Not the edge stuff. There's There's... 
in the illustrations themselves. But like but all the character the, pages don't have. No, but all the headers are written as if like with someone's oh. finger in blood. Oh, that's true. There's, like the, there's like a lot the of that too. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the, red is one of those tough colors to deal with. Like the cover does get quite dark and it's actually darker red in the file for the cover to get it a little darker. Uh-huh. Um, the red on the inside, it's the same tone of red that's used throughout the interior of the book. It's a little lighter red. Yeah. And when you print it on the page, it comes out a little, you can tell it like, it's not, it's not like a deep red. It's, it's got a, it's a lighter yeah. red. Yeah. It's, it's not hard on your eyes. It's not hard on your eyes. And it's also, I've found, um, it makes me think of like older horror movies where their caro syrup blood was not wasn't oh, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. the right red color. enough yeah. you know it was like it was a, a little, little too little too ketchupy a little too well no not even that it was usually it was often a little too light light it wasn't and too deep enough and it wasn't thick enough either yeah it's almost orangey red a little bit just a, a little touch. bit it's like yeah. a fur it's a ferrari red right very high class very yes. nice yes so uh looks amazing though super cool um and there's Can all sorts of these no, oh, <laughs> I to, I'm taking these home. These are proof copies. These will eventually just either be set on the on the shelf for posterity or just get tossed out. <laughs> they're 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 not finals. There's a few tweaks to do. One more round of proofs. Um, <laughs> I just flipped to that f-ing clown. <laughs> that's one of the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that's, that's one of the ones I played. One, yeah. of, the, one of the games I played. There's yeah, uh, we did play that one, didn't we? Yeah, it worked out. Oh, really that's nice. right. We were both on the same team. There's mm-hmm. the jokey stuff going on in there that lo- worked out really nicely. Um, the character pages now look like autopsy reports. Nice, complete with the like the little generic person outline, so that mm-hmm. you can take a red pen and mark up what happens to your character. Where they got. <laughs> yeah, so you've got your character page and you can mark Stabbed. that up. So people, if I, when I run these at conventions, people can take their character sheet home with their. Is that is that like color... my character got beheaded? Quick, <laughs> show up. Is that red color calibrated so if they use a red sharpie, it'll match nicely? No, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there's like other little jokey stuff too. There's like one of the monsters is um, sixty sentient spinning saw blades. It's just this big glom of saw blades that are just <laughs> flying around. Um, and if you look in the rest, you'll see that like they're breaking the frame uh-huh. that they're in, and there's like a saw blade that's flying across the page elsewhere. Uh-huh. And if you go throughout the book, there are like lone saw blades flying oh, nice. throughout the book on different <laughs> on different pages. Right, they, they eventually land somewhere. <laughs> they're just flying in different on different pages. Okay. There's just different saw blades. That, they, they, they they got out of their picture. Yeah, it got so out of control. <laughs> they flew into other pages of the book. <laughs> yeah, and there's well, there's uh, saws. Yeah, and, they, they and there's cut right through paper. Uh-huh. And there's uh, um. One of the monsters is called um, No Effects Budget Ghost, which is the you know the playoff oh. of like paranormal um, activity uh-huh. where they do it with all tricks and stuff. There's not like a, an effects budget of like you don't see a ghost or a demon or whatever possessing right. people. It's just all this uh, really uh, good practical trickery. Just a guy in a um, sheet. And the illustration, <laughs> the illustration on that page, there is a spot for an illustration on that page. There's a frame for it. And there's nothing in it. Nothing in it. <laughs> it's, it's a completely empty awesome. illustration. So there's one less illustration, one less monster illustration than there are monsters. It's like that ghost or monster that you never see. Exactly. Because <laughs> they don't have the money for right. it. Right. <laughs> so. Like the one in Bird Box that you never see. But apparently there was one made. Yes. But then and, you never see it. And I've seen what they look like, and I am so, so, so happy they didn't they did show it. They never showed it. That sh- that movie is, and I know that there's some people don't particularly care for it. Whatever I saw it, I enjoyed it. It's I a great, it was pretty good. It's it's a Cthulhu story. Yeah. It's like the 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 downfall of H.P. Lovecraft's Cthulhu stories is when when translating them into television or movies is that 
so much of what he writes about these monsters are they're unfathomable. They're things that your mind can't comprehend. They're these horrific things from the beyond the edges of our perception that if you see one, it will drive you insane. Yeah. And so in That's this, why in, in Bird Box, in Bird Box, people are seeing the thing, whatever it is, that's driving them to right. suicide. That drives them insane. That and, and well, it just it's so well like it's like we finally got a Cthulhu story where they didn't try to show us the monster and mm-hmm. have it be about wah wah, you know, uh, <laughs> like you know, there's it's a giant octopus. Well, thing. there's a well, some of them are just like you know, Cthulhu's like the big octopus guy, right? Big towering monster. Mm-hmm. But there's things too, too like you know, Nyarlathotep is the crawling chaos, and the idea that Nyarlathotep is constantly changing form. He's just changing from one horrific form to another all mm-hmm. the time. And you, by the time you get your head wrapped around one, he's some other horrid thing. Mm-hmm. How do you depict that in a movie? Right. And have it actually play? And it's like, yeah. well, don't. Just have like the effect of, the, of seeing these horrific, terrible things right. um, be you know, played out with the characters. I enjoyed it. I've heard. Criticism. I also played the uh, uh, Bandersnatch game uh, I was on Netflix. That is a great, that is a great game. I love that game. I love making all my little choices <laughs> and making my little character do different things. Uh-huh. It's good times. It's a fun game. How many uh, stars did you get up to? I never got up past like two and a half or three, I think. Apparently you can get five stars at the end. I never paid attention to the yeah. star that there were even stars. At I just the end, I did no. the I did the replay stuff where they bounce you back to different points and you at make the different end where he's you like make different choices and reviewing the game or whatever. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I even noticed that. Yeah. I just immediately started looking for okay, like when what what choice point are they going to put me back to? Right. I'll take the other choice. And I'll see how things go for that. And yep. so I played all the different <laughs> versions of the game. It was fun. Anyway, we can roll along here. What do we got? Da, 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 da. Mike, do you have anything you want to share before we uh, launch? N- uh, this is our first recording of the new year because we. We took oh, some time off. Yeah, Happy, New year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year's resolution for Mike. It's Uh-oh. a th- three-pronged approach. <laughs> see if this works. Uh, no no changes. No changes. No to, no changes to what? To myself. Oh, you're just no, I'm not going to change. Gonna change. Okay. Other, other than the, do these other two things. <laughs> <laughs> so he's immediately breaking his own rules. <laughs> Continue. So no, no changes. Uh, no... Um, apologies and, and no something else i forgot what the third thing was i'll try to remember. no compromises right no that's no co- no no uh no calories no carbs no compromise that's, you're coke thinking zero. of coke zero yeah <laughs> oh, i thought you were uh, making, i'll compromise making, with I'm, a little blow that's been stepped on little, <laughs> but when it comes to cola okay. i, I thought, offer none i thought i thought you were putting together a, an ad for, for for new mike yeah new mike <laughs> you know I, you know i had no, that's a comedy bit from Dedicated, mike mike Toomey, a comedian out of Dependable. chicago who is awesome and does a very a very good uh, adam west impression and uh among other things but he he uh that that bit when he said a little blow that's been stepped on yeah. i had never ever heard this I had is to how look far it up. this is how far away from drug culture i am i had yeah. never even heard of right that there term with you. before i, had to look I it did up. not know stepped that meant on. that meant cut cutting it with yeah. you know baby powder or whatever they put in it and uh i literally in my head listening to that i had an image of like a little bag like of somebody co- literally of cocaine stepping on on, on like some yeah. dirty yeah. wet yeah. asphalt yeah. you know <laughs> pavement with with a muddy shoe print in it like, and then some they, guy going up and you know like still that? still snorting it why would they step on that perfectly good cocaine you... <laughs> did people in the 80s just not know where to walk yes yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it was everywhere. <laughs> you, couldn't help, you couldn't help. A lot of cocaine got a lot of cocaine got stepped on yeah. in the eighties because it was. <laughs> and how does stepping? If you on went to LA, it, make it, it rained the cocaine. <laughs> anyway, jeez. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I had to look it up. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> Glad I wasn't the only one. <laughs> What's news, Craig? Oh. 2018 was a spectacular year for tabletop games on Kickstarter. Video games declined again for like, I think the third year in a row, but tabletop games are going strong. Nice. Which explains why my games got made. Thanks to Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually I'm not even close to the median um, amount of money that gets made by a tabletop game. That of course being because board games skew that much higher. There's, there's RPGs that get very high. Like the bigger names get, bigger you know hundreds of thousands of dollars but the the board games by their nature you're paying for the whole game you know like your your pledge levels are like 50 bucks and up right you know so um and they need to make a thousand copies in order to get a decent price per unit Mm -hmm. so their successful kickstarters for board games tend to be very high um relative to my little gotcha (laughs) I made it to five digits, <laughs> just barely. Um, I can hear some capers. free stuff. Yeah, so uh, it uh, it's a rocking and rolling year, which uh, makes me feel good about going into this year with plans of doing two more <laughs> for little books, little supplements. Um, yeah, the uh, the video game category declined to one point four five million. Um, that's 8% drop from the year before successful video games, uh, blah, blah, blah. Where's the board game information? Um, a 19.8% increase, 27.23 million increase from 2017 to 2018 on tabletop games, games, which like you said, like I said, includes board games and miniature games and all all on Kickstarter, just Kickstarter stuff. That's like how much the total pledge amount. That they that they brought in because then that money gets divvied up to like Kickstarter gets their cut and the transaction people get their cut. Cool. Then you get yours. And then you get taxed on that, <laughs> and then you and then you spend a bunch of it on making the game. Pretty soon you're going to be able to quit your, quit your job, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, all the money you make off this podcast and off your games, oh, just, just <laughs> rolling in. Rolling Shut in the dough. hell up, <laughs> Mike. What else is news? Oh, I I remembered the uh, the third thing for for my uh, my resolution. It was. Uh, no cares, which, no cares. Which, which explains why I forgot it. <laughs> you don't even care about your resolution enough to remember. Well, what I you're was doing, I was debating whether or resolving. not it would be apathetic type, not caring, or um, or or intense levels of uh, Jay Cutler like not caring. Don't care, you know. <laughs> um, so I guess it's the apathetic kind. So yeah, no, no changes, no cares, no apologies. Nurburger Mike, twenty nineteen. No cares given. Um, news, uh, China, uh, oh, China landed a, uh, spacecraft on the dark side of the moon. Oh, sweet. Q Pink Floyd. Q Pink Floyd somebody. <laughs> I don't, I don't own any. Yeah. They've got a bunch of, uh, science experiments <laughs> on this thing there. They, they grew, um, a bean, a bean seed. Is it a bean seed? No, it's a cotton seed has sprouted. And they have a picture of the cotton seed sprouting, and there are moths that are going to hatch and then fly around, um, completely freaked out because they don't know where they are, and the air ran- runs out really quickly, and then they die, I guess. Um, but <laughs> that the thing that mean. caught <laughs> the thing that caught my attention is they're going to be 
Oh, oh they have hopes to uh, to be growing. Oh no, no, it's it's on the ship. They're going to be within a hundred days. They they expect their their potatoes to be growing. Their uh. potato plants. Oh, good. So that so when in the future, Matt Damon goes up there. Yes. When when Scott Thorson gets stuck. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. Damon gets, <laughs> when oh Scott, when you get stuck on on the moon, what are you doing on the moon, Scott? Oh, thank God, thank God that the the, the Chinese this? astronauts this is a, this is a joke put nobody gets. Put potatoes up this there. This is a joke nobody gets. Criminy, Scott. Isn't he's it, doing. It's his, wonderful, Scott, that you have potatoes to eat now. Impression because Matt Isn't Damon it, played Scott Thorson so, in Behind the Candelabra. So Candelab. wonderful yes. that the Chinese scienced the shit out of that for okay. you, Scott. Jeez. <laughs> you are just in love with that bit. Speaking of Wisconsin news, <laughs> Liberace obviously is from uh, West Dallas, near Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right. Milwaukee star. Um, did you see Jason Momoa wearing a? She's had top hat on his trip to Wisconsin. <laughs> That's lovely. Okay. Yeah. Jason Momoa is all over this episode. You mean Jason, Jason Maori? Jason Maori. I'm yeah. sorry. And his main right. in, in <laughs> Did you like that poll that I found? I found the, the whole. The, the, Wait, what, what, just, what just happened? The couple of episodes. What are you talking ago. about? Well, <laughs> I, was, just, I was trying what? to find an image. The poll? P- poll. P U L L. I was trying to find an image. Oh, well, the poll. Trying to find an image to go with pool. vagina dentata that wasn't, you know, obviously something that Amazon was going to flag and dump because they've done that kind of thing before. Yeah. Like the, the 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 shadow of the uh, bathtub faucet that look, happened to look like a penis oh, because yeah? the light was coming from just the right direction. They they omitted that from the post. Really? Yeah, the shadow of the faucet that happened to look like a penis. Who so did like, that? Facebook. Facebook did that. Yeah. So I'm I, I was trying to find something to go with the vagina dentata topic that was the. Or and and a title for that episode. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was Amazon, uh, Amazon's Andos, <laughs> and uh, and um, in googling, like right away, I found the fiery box thing. It was uh, no, it's it's um, it's the the Maori god death goddess who has a vagina full of obsidian teeth. Oh yeah 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 yeah, saw that. Uh, Hine Nue Tepo. Yes. So that that became the. <laughs> The image, that's the actual uh-huh. carving of Hinanue Tepo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's all, it's a, yeah. But like, what are the odds that there would be <laughs> a vagina dentata having death goddess in Maori culture? Pretty good. In the apparently. episode where we were talking Where we're talking about it. I know. What are the odds? So there you go. So anyway, know. yeah. So Aquaman Bring uh, it all together. was in Milwaukee because he loves Harley Davidson's and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> And here's a picture. That was that was the news, huh? And the Packers. Well, we don't know if he's a Packer fan yet. <laughs> we have yet to see him at a game. Hopefully, Packers, they're good next year, Packers, and he bothers to go. Packers ain't making any new fans uh, this year. Wait, he, didn't they get a new coach? Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to turn it all around. You're going to be yeah, awesome. I'll let I'll let you know in three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there he is. He's oh, yeah, there he is. Cheesehead top hat. And here he is visiting the Harley Museum. He lo- he loves Milwaukee and Wisconsin now. We well, wel- we welcome you, Aquaman. <laughs> I for one welcome our new undersea overlord. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see what your uh, Momoan culture does with <laughs> <Okay>. underwater <laughs> underwater cheese. <Stop. laughs> what else is news? 
Um, did you know that Japan had a uh, a hotel that was staffed by? No, there were people staffing it too. It was a big hotel, but there were two hundred and forty three droid employees. I was going to say were robots. robots. <laughs> Are they allowed to use the name droid? <laughs> Droid's just a word. That's not copyrighted. No. We've had that conversation. I can't couldn't remember um, where it ended. There were robotic garbage bins and doll shaped automated assistants that would like that were like that would function basically like like uh, Alexa or Siri in your room. They would talk to you. Yeah. And there were Did they have the security human, robot human the... looking peop you know, human looking robots at the check ins and all this sort of the, thing. They the had all Night sorts Industries of... five thousand or whatever it is, Those the security s- robot. Sense. Sure. And um yeah, they uh the, the futuristic hotel that had all these robots decided to fire uh, most of their creepy robotic staff because they were a cre- creepy robotic staff. <laughs> and they made the guests really uncomfortable. Was there a robot uprising? <laughs> um, there didn't, there wasn't a ch- they didn't have a chance to have one. They should have gone on strike. <laughs> they, they, they all called them into a meeting, a staff meeting, and uh, <laughs> Saul snuck up behind them and pushed the secret button in the middle of their back and turned them all off at the same time. Yeah, except that they're not really turned off. They just, the lights went boop down on their eyes. Inside, their brain is still calculating how quickly they can disembowel you. Mm-hmm. Um, like robots do. Churi, a cute robot assistant placed in guest rooms, was an annoyance. The device, which had a tulip-shaped head, handled simple conversation and adjusted room settings with some commands. However, it wasn't up to the, up to speed like Alexa or Siri. Guests were frustrated when Churi couldn't answer Questions about nearby theme parks or other tourist attractions, like the most basic stuff that you would want yeah, a, right. a hotel little assistant bot. Concierge to to, bot. Yeah. yeah. So why didn't they just put an Alexa in every room? You can get uh, one of you know, Echo but, Top but for like $35. A, but that's not a robot. <laughs> so it was talking at you with, with it, its head was just two two big lips I, flapping? I don't see. Uh, two, lip, two lips shaped? No, uh, tulip, 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 like tulip, tulip. I get it. <laughs> Um, two lip and two lips. Huh? Mike made it funny. Humans had to help the <laughs> dino bots at the check-in desk with passport information and robot luggage carriers. Lo- robot luggage carriers, 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 um, <laughs> were not working. Are not working anymore because they can't travel on many of the indoor and outdoor surfaces. <laughs> so they made like the luggage carriers. Your job is to carry luggage your job is to traverse right. ground to travel so they, from point a to point b and like certain surfaces they, can't. they couldn't do it so they <laughs> they either took over took over an, an existing hotel and rebranded it or actually bothered to build one without taking into account the fact that they needed robot friendly surfaces everywhere yep or they designed the robots and had them scoot across the vct floor you know like the no static VCT <laughs> floor in the tech lab and everything's fine and then they put them on shag carpet and went oh, oh. Oops. <laughs> when they got into the hotel they're like oh you've got like 17 different floor materials here it's not all just it's not all just polished concrete oh man so it's nice and easy to like, just like in right our across. lab it's not, no it's no no there's uh, there's carpet and tile and terrazzo and <laughs> so yeah that uh, went kerplooey they they fired all their robots um, I'm expecting to uh, hear a report in the next couple of weeks of um, uh, several dozen hotel guests being horribly slaughtered by picketing <laughs> hotel robot. Yes. 
the robot on uprising. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll go on in strike Japan. and they'll show up, and any any human that walks across the picket line will get uh, <laughs> mechanically separated. Yes. <laughs> as I as once in their arms are as, <laughs> as 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 once uh, one once long ago actually said on the side of the box of chicken in a biscuit, the cracker. Uh huh. It's one of the ingredients was mechanically separated chicken. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before. <laughs> I love chicken and biscuit crackers. That that inspired <laughs> that inspired a discussion because that was discovered at a game mm-hmm. at a D and D game with like a half dozen of us, and we all got sidetracked into ten minutes of trying to figure out what mechanically separated chicken was like. Right. Um, ultimately, my friend Eric decided that what it was was the chicken was on a conveyor belt, <laughs> and he was just live into this little row of. Uh-huh. Uh, with these mechanical arms that just reached out and went, just started, just started grabbing from the side, just going, and just flinging chicken bits everywhere, and, and the chicken was just bah, 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 and like, yeah, the rotating knives. Yeah. <laughs> the blood pours down the sluiceways here. Excuse me, are you proposing to slaughter our tenants? <laughs> Carried past pictures depicting Mediterranean scenes toward the rotating knives. That's the lie. Yeah, yeah. Avatar. I mostly design slaughterhouses. <laughs> no, no, we want a block of flats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what, what else? Anything? Um, Larry, you mentioned why didn't they just have Alexa in their rooms? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, somebody's got half of Alexa now. Jeff Bezos got caught cheating, and his <laughs> wife, for, uh, who's been his wife for 25 years, uh, prior to when he was uh, even thinking about being a gazillionaire. Uh-huh. And, of course, there's no prenup agreement. Yep. Yep. She gets half oh, of, wow. of $137 billion. That's a lot of money. She gets half of everything. Half, Eddie. That's right. I want half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, Boom, boo, boo. Uh, <laughs> I had thought about going and grabbing that clip. That Eddie Murphy Half, clip. Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep eddie murphy everybody back when he was funny yeah kids look him up <laughs> so by the time you're listening to this on the interwebs i will have nope sorry <laughs> like, i like that that's allison's ringtone for me <laughs> okay <laughs> um you, you were saying uh i yeah. will i will have not renewed my amazon prime although oh. now that i'm thinking about it should I do it just to give 60 bucks to Mackenzie, formerly Bezos, just to stick it to that stupid Dr. Evil looking motherfucker? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here, Jeff, here's your half of my prime membership. Dick. Dickhead. Head that looks like a dick. Got a real problem with that guy for some reason. Amazon just sucks so mm. much delivering to me. <laughs> Getting nothing out of it. Getting nothing out of it anymore. Canceling. Canceling that prime. Not renewing that Prime. Alrighty. I just got a couple packages from Amazon the other day. They still deliver to you for free. It yeah. just takes longer. I can wait. I can wait a week. I'm already waiting more than two days almost every time. <laughs> Even though that's what I'm supposedly paying for. <laughs> Suck it, Jeff. Yeah, well, I get enough of... Congratulations, Mackenzie. I get enough out of all the various <laughs> things there, and I do a lot of ordering where I just like one thing real quick, one thing real quick, one thing yeah. real quick. I do that too much. Yeah. And I watch some of the stuff on TV, I think probably some of the, the shows and Prime stuff more than you do. Um, so 
I'll stick with it. And I'll let you know when it okay. when it uh, irritates me to the point that it irritates you. But that probably won't happen. I'm uh, I'm a little more forgiving. My my resolutions for the uh, for 2019 are um, what were yours again? Uh, no changes. No changes. No cares. No apologies. Okay. All changes. All cares. All apologies. You're That's not allowed to change do. anymore because you stop changing when you turn 45. No, I'm going to start changing because I care about what other people think of me and I want to be a better person. So I'm going to change. It's going to be all changes, all cares, all apologies. <laughs> okay. So we'll balance, we'll balance each other out. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be maybe cares. Um, by the way, I'm maybe sorry changes, that I'm going to be changing apologies. on you. I apologize. For that. <laughs> you know, I told you I wasn't going to change anymore, but now I am. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. For that. It's, it's a terrible thing for me to do, but okay. no. <laughs> all, all apologies and being Canadian are two different levels of apologizing. You don't have to go all Canadian on me. I don't know, man. I've been watching Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, it's on Hulu right now. It's uh it's a Canadian TV series that's like six episodes a season. There's maybe five, four or five seasons. I've I've just watched I'm watching them very slowly, just kind of a couple here and there because they're they're very weird. It's like small town life with these kind of a few different cliques of people. There's like the Hicks and then there's um like the druggies and the and the Christians and the like the leader, <laughs> the head guy in, among the Christians is clearly gay. Uh, okay. but, <laughs> um, and the druggies are kind of just terrible. And the, oh, there's the hockey players too. There's like these two hockey players that are, um, <laughs> just like you know big, dunderheaded, you know stupid jock types. Uh-huh. Um, who uh, are are pretty clearly in a polyamorous relationship with this woman. Okay. They don't say it's polyamorous, that it's like a three-person thing going on, but right. it's pretty clear it is. <laughs> um, they don't say the words, but that's what's happening. Um, and it's got like this great dialogue. It's like this really, I don't know. You got it's hard to it's hard to describe. It's like it's really well written, and, and the dialogue is 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 delivered so interestingly. It's like, and it's and it's got its Canadianisms to it and everything. But it's fun. Anywho, moving along. Anything else we're going to Real quick, um, a tanker truck carrying uh, 3,500 gallons or 40,000 pounds of hot liquid chocolate spilled onto I-40 in Arizona near Flagstaff Mm, at milepost 211 if you'd like to go get some free chocolate. (laughs) 40,000 pounds. Hot liquid chocolate. Chocolate. Why... Why would they transport it in a when tanker? it was a hot liquid state? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's the kind that if it cools, it will harden into yeah. like chocolate, 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 and it, you can't heat it yeah. and liquefy it to solidify it again. Like it, it has mm. to stay liquid now because when it sol- solidifies, that's it. Okay. If you melt it, it's just going to melt, and it'll never you'll never be able to properly solidify yeah. it again. What's the word? There's a term for that because it comes across. There's a thing in architecture too that has that has to do with that with. Uh, like different types of rubber that you can, you can shape, you you know, you can, you can melt, you can recycle it or not recycle it based on different, different acrylics and rubbers based on like the fact that it can be formed up into something again. So you can actually make sure. it into itself again. Yeah. Or it can, you know, you can, otherwise you have to, if you're going to recycle it, you have to recycle it just by grinding it up and making it like filler and something else. Right. You can't actually make, can't take this tile and make it into that type of tile again. If you, is that like on tempering? Tempered chocolate? Is that <laughs> tempered chocolate? That's not the word for it. But anyway, the point yeah. is, yeah, lots of chocolate. Mm. It's a shame that it happened in Arizona. But it no, happened... that's fine. 
That's fine. We got to give them. We got to put on different coasts on different parts of the country because uh, Boston already had their great molasses flood. That's what I'm saying. So, but it happens someplace like Boston or something in the winter. You'd have all this chuck and covered snow. Which well, this cool. this they had uh, snow on the ground here. Oh, nice. In, in <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it just looks like uh, snow and mud. <laughs> but it's chocolate. But some of it's chocolate. <laughs> some of it's chocolate. Some of it not so much. <laughs> Which parts are chocolate? Find out. Oh. <laughs> Scoops them up. Oh no, that's dirt. Nope, that's dog nope, poop. That's poop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last so line in the article. Everywhere. Okay, what? Maybe Augustus Gloop can help with the cleanup. Uh, wah, wah. No, Augustus just had bad balance. We talked about yep. this. He just wanted some chocolate, he and he was there is so much that there's a river next to the highway. A river of chocolate flowing. Wow, next to the highway. That's amazing. Oh boy. Do we want to talk about uh, the Ig Nobel Prizes? Sure. I it, didn't know these existed until Larry really? brought them up. No. Oh, I've heard of these before. Well, you guys sent me into this rabbit hole. How? Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, okay, it was episode 296, I think, with uh, Beth, the artist. Okay. okay. On. And I believe it came from a Kevin question about belly button lint and the... <laughs> color and why is it always why is it color? Color? why is it like grayish yeah. blue and then she schooled you on you know well blah, blah, color blah. theory of belly button lint yes and you put that was a, perfect, a link up to a perfect beth question wikipedia page about belly button lint and the guy that <laughs> yeah. did a study on it uh-huh and in that this is sounding familiar in that it said that he had won the ig nobel prize for his study, yes, on lint, belly yes. button lint, yes. So oh, then that's I was right. like, yeah, 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 So yeah, then yeah. I was like, okay. what is that? So then I looked that up on Wikipedia, oh boy, and found out what it was. And Helped you waste that was all hilarious. kinds of time, didn't it? And then I was found the list of winners by year, and then yes, and then I was done. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, and suddenly it was bedtime. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> suddenly oh it was God. three p.m. on the following day. <laughs> I tried to pick a few of my favorites and print them out, and I've got like four pages, and I was like. <laughs> the Ig Nobel Prize, for those who are wondering, is uh, they basically it's a series of prize winning winners that are um, spread across the, a lot of the same categories as the Nobel Prize, mm-hmm. but it's not for like the great breakthrough scientific kind of discovery or, or right. development of something or study. It's for like the weird thing that is like legitimately a study of that category right. and actually provide some information but mm-hmm. it's like the weird thing oh uh, yeah and why, yeah. And why did it. um unusual or trivial achievements in scientific research it's yes. a play on the word ignoble mm-hmm. which is basically i guess not noble like not like i can't remember the the definition of ignoble characterized by baseness honorable. lowness or meanness there you go baseness lowness meanness yes. also of humble origin or social status yes. so it's just kind of like the lowbrow <laughs> right Satir- of the satirical social criticism identifying absurd research or there is one of these winners in here who won an ig nobel prize and also won a real Nobel, a prize. Real Nobel prize. Yeah, Ooh. there's one of them in here. Well, I, I started. I started looking at the 2018 winners, and the okay. first one is um, the prize in medicine. Well, this is good because I started from the other end. I started in 1991, so yeah. Which was Mark Mitchell, <laughs> Mark Mitchell, and uh, David Wardinger for using roller coaster rides to try to hasten the passage of kidney stones, which we talked about yes. on this <laughs> podcast. I brought this news item yes. where people were. 
Um, <laughs> you it, getting shook around, <laughs> getting vibrated by roller coaster rides, right. rides helps to shake loose and get kidney stones to right. pass. Hmm. Um, then there was a study that was done on that called the validation of a functional. Oh, good lord! Um, Pyelocal something renal model. Um, for the evaluation of renal calculi passage while riding a roller coaster. <laughs> so it's all real scientific and then as well, while riding a roller coaster. Uh, um, it's an actual yeah, study. It yep. <laughs> well, the uh, the thing that piqued my interest when I looked at the Wikipedia Ig Nobel Prize page was the picture they have on it. Uh, and that is, those guys won an Ig Nobel Prize for successfully magnetically levitating a live frog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> That's sent me down the rabbit hole. So what are some other people's? Let's, Here's let's, one. Let's, let's talk about a few other ones. Some From 1991. Favorites. Okay. Education. J. Danforth <laughs> Quayle, consumer of time and occupier of space, as well as the then U.S. Vice President, for demonstrating better than anyone else the need for science education. Oh. <laughs> the potato thing. Uh, here's was one. It something else? 1991. Doesn't say. Peace. Science education. Edward Teller, father of the hydrogen bomb and the first champion of the Star Wars weapon system, for his lifelong efforts to change the meaning of peace as we know it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's getting a little, that's getting silly. <laughs> the early ones were kind of silly, some of them. So. Yeah, so, but it's actually kind of grown into... Uh, yes. Like actual, like they're, like they're rewarding actual studies for doing different things. Um, you know, somebody did a study, um, they won the prize uh, in, in, in anatomy for why do old men have big ears? Yes. <laughs> they, studied, they studied that. Well, it's because their ears keep growing, right? Ears and nose. Ears, yeah. ears, ears and noses keep growing. Yeah. yeah. Ears and noses. Is, yep. Yes. <laughs> and your eyes never do. Uh, right? Isn't that, or is that an old wives' tale? Is that a. I think they grow like your, a little bit, but they're mostly the size they're going to be. About the size they're going to be from the point where you're a baby, because. And that's why that's babies, why babies have, such have big, big eyes. eyes. And then your skull grows to. You get you you, you grow you, into your eyes. Uh-huh. You get your adult sized head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh. Here's one from 1992. Uh, archaeology, archaeology. Excuse me. Oh, that sounds good. Au Clairs de France, a French scouting organization, removers of graffiti for damaging the prehistoric paintings of two bisons <laughs> in the cave of the Maire Superior near French village of Rucknickel. So I guess they thought these hey, were some, some <laughs> kids. Take this graffiti drew off the some cave wall. animals on the wall. Let's scrub that off. No, wait, those were ten thousand years old. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Did they have? Did they give the the art one to that woman that screwed up that painting of Jesus or or? Whoever? Uh, I got an art in nineteen ninety two presented jointly to Jim Knowlton, <laughs> modern Renaissance man, for his classic anatomy poster, "Penises of the Animal Kingdom." And to the U.S. National Endowment for the Arts for encouraging Mr. Knowlton to extend his work in the form of a pop-up book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alexander Lukashenko, you know who that is? Uh-uh. This is uh, This guy's a real winner, if you ever follow any of the news surrounding him. He's the president of Belarus. Okay. Um, he's a real tool. Um, he won the Ig Nobel, Ig Nobel Peace Prize um, a few years back, 2013, for making it illegal to applaud. Wow. 
cheers um, in public. You can applaud at home. <laughs> um, and the Belarus state police um, for also arrested a one-armed man for applauding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which also begs the question. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know begs the question isn't the right phrase. Who cares? I'm going to use it that way. Um which also brings up the point of like you know the whole the whole joke of like what right. is the, what is the sound of one sound of one hand clapping? One hand clapping. <laughs> well, there's a one hand one armed man got uh, applauded and got arrested for it by the Belarus state police. So <laughs> apparently, it makes a sound. Apparently, <laughs> nineteen ninety four literature presented to L. Ron Hubbard. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> For his crackling good book, Dianetics, which is hi- highly profitable to mankind or to a portion thereof. Jeez. It's a smashing good book. Continuing on my subject, 1993 Medicine, presented to James F. Nolan, Thomas J. Stilwer, and John P. Sands Jr., Medical Men of Mercy, for their painstaking research report, <laughs> Acute Management of the Zipper and Trapped Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Here's... <laughs> did this did this come? What what year was? Uh, no, this was prior to that yep. movie. Yeah, it was ninety something about Mary. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They could have they could have uh, used this book. <laughs> yep. Although that scene, here's, I think, occurred in the seventies. Here's one that I this Mary. this one actually hits home for me because I have literally just run into this problem dealing with the uh, some of the stuff in Die Laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself want, you know wondering if I should alphabetize things a certain way or not. Right. Um, the literature prize in 2007 uh, was won by uh, Glenda Brown of Blacksland, Blue Mountains, Australia, for her study of the word the <laughs> and of the many ways it causes problems for anyone who tries to put things into alphabetical order. Because uh, I've got uh-huh. movies in Die Laughing that uh-huh. are like The Thing. Well, does that go on? Well, the the thing doesn't really. That's, yeah, it's pretty not close to right. yeah. But you can have the something. Well, right. Should I put that up In, where the, the second be, word yeah. is? Because that's where. Or do you have just like all these movies listed? Blah 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 blah. And then you get down and there's like the blank, the blank, uh-huh, the blank, the uh-huh. blank, the blank. There's like five movies in a row. Right. They're all the something. Um, and she, had a, she had a. She had a. She wrote a, a, a study called the definite article acknowledging the in index entries. <laughs> And what's the what's the uh, definitive? Uh, I don't know. That's just what the solution to this. I, oh, I didn't read the studies. It seems like um, <laughs> if you're organizing your CDs, somebody... where do you put your the the CD? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, all of that. You know, where does the where does the cure go? I think that's the one you don't have to worry about. Yeah, where does where good. does the cure go? <laughs> right. Does it go under T or under C? C right? <laughs> Having seen lists, I want to say more often than not, they they put the thing. Not in the T's, but they put it where the second word would put it in alphabetical order. Right, like and the then cure you, would be under C. Right, but then you do comma the at the end, so that oh, you're I don't actually know. seeing. The or do first you just letter. put the cure? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She did a study. I've never seen it like cure the. It's always like you know you'll see C C C the cure. See more C right. names. Yeah, I don't know. 1995 chemistry presented to Bajan. Pakzad of Beverly Hills for creating DNA cologne and DNA <laughs> perfume, neither of which contain deri- deoxyribonucleic acid, and both of which come in a triple helix bottle. <laughs> triple helix? Yes. Fancy. Oh, this is a good one. Literature, same year, 1995. 
Senator David B. Bush and James R. Starlin of Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. For their res- research report, Rectal Foreign Bodies. <laughs> Case reports and a comprehensive review of the world's literature. Whoa. The, the citations include reports of, among other items, seven light bulbs. Ouch. A knife sharpener. What? Two flashlights. <laughs> a wire spring. A snuff box. An oil can with potato stopper. <laughs> Eleven different forms of fruits, vegetables, and other foodstuffs. A jeweler's saw, Ow. a frozen pig's tail, a tin cup, a beer glass, and one patient's remarkable ensemble collection consisting of spectacles, a suitcase key, a tobacco pouch, and a magazine. Well, apparently his suitcase was just too full. He, he was going on, on, on holiday. He was uh. taking a vacation. And he's like... Well, I don't want to check another bag. He didn't want to check it. That's so right. He and stuck it, it up his butt. I got won't it. Fit in my, it won't fit in my official carry-on. I'll have to put it in my other carry-on. <laughs> okay, Marty, when we go through customs here, I need you to take these four items and stick them up your butt. I need you to stick, you need you to stick them all, all the, way the way up your, up your butt, butt. All the way up in here. Here's my spectacles. You got to get it all the way up there. All the way up in there. All the way up in there, Marty. All the way. Way up. Way up. All the way up. Oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> Your other carry-on? <laughs> How many carry-ons do you have, sir? As far as you know, Just one. <laughs> the one you can see. And then you're getting patted down. <laughs> 1996 art. Pre- presented to Don Featherstone of Fitchburg, Massachusetts for his ornamentally ev- evolutionary invention, the plastic pink flamingo. Featherstone was the first <laughs> Ig Nobel Prize winner to appear in person at the award ceremony to oh. accept the award. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the more recent years here and everything. People, like, they have, like, listed at the uh-huh. bottom, like, who attended the ceremony. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. generally somebody from that who conducted that study yeah. go, goes to the we'll go, Yeah, now it is. <laughs> wow, it only took them 39 years to give him the award for the pink flamingo invented in 1957. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to have to dig around on there a little bit tomorrow. It, yeah. <laughs> Spend some more time. Just, i got stuff to do. Uh, <laughs> nope. Just just look up the winners. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we... Uh, I, I imagine we have a Kevin question. Ooh. I don't know. We have four. So. Four? Well, let's just do one. <laughs> Did you have a, a hammer that you wanted to close that with? <laughs> going to bring the hammer down with one more? All right. There's one. Pretty funny. Here we go. No, like the ones you have, he's talked about already weren't very funny. <laughs> All right, we'll do this one. 2004 Chemistry, presented to the Coca-Cola Company of Great Britain for using advanced technology to convert liquid from the River Thames via a drinking water cap in Sidcup into Dasani, a brand of bottled water <laughs> for which precautionary reasons has been made unavailable to consumers. <laughs> So basically, they were just filling Dasani bottles with tap water. (laughs) (laughs) From the Thames. From the Thames. (laughs) Mm, Yummy. (laughs) Got a prize for that. (laughs) Mm. Yep. This tastes like eels. (laughs) And mud. Tastes like eels and mud. I don't know why he's Scottish, living in London, anyway. There's there's Scottish people come down to visit, I guess. Sure. Anyway, what anyway, what what, what are we going to how are we doing? Kevin question? Are we rocking and rolling? Yeah. Kevin That's question? right. You got a bunch we saved up because you had yeah. took all that time Kevin, off. Kevin can take some time off. Yeah. Right, he's good now. Uh 92 question. Why are oral and aural so close? What? 
O-R-A-L-N-A-U-R-A-L. Oh, oral and aural, so close. It causes a lot of confusion in my bedroom. <laughs> okay, he just Thanks, wanted to make Kevin. a joke. Because it is they're both pronounced oral. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was mispronouncing. Right. Why are they so? Why are they so close? Uh, blame Latin, I would guess. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I imagine they're both Latin derivative. Look up the uh, etymology of oral and oral, oral. <laughs> as well as the name oral. Oh yeah, O R E L. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I don't know. I just to annoy you, you know, Kevin. C- congratulations, Kevin, for. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, making a joke about uh, your <laughs> your bedroom what? activities, your uh, or extracurricular activities, oh, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Why why does the word aural oral come up? A u r a l so often is in, in, in the bedroom. Maybe somebody's yeah, got right? an ear fetish. That's what I was wondering. Got an, ear, got an ear thing. I was just thinking about discussion discussion of the sounds that were occurring. Craig, right, Craig took it straight to the ear. Craig stuck it right in the ear. Well, that's what he's talking about, right? He's sticking his dick in his wife's ear. That's what he's talking about. I'm sorry, Mrs. Question. (laughs) Am I wrong? I didn't get that. You could be right. You could be right. Only Kevin and Mrs. Question can answer that. Why else would the A... You are, or maybe, maybe, okay, maybe there's a lot of, maybe there's a lot of like licking of the ears, and that's oral, oral. (laughs) Maybe they're they both really like getting their ears licked. I don't know. We'll have to have them on the show sometime and ask him. Apparently, they have sound sex. Sound sex. (laughs) Jeez, I didn't know that was possible. I don't know. I'm looking up the etymology. Oh, okay. Wait, why am I seeing the etymology for the second word? I don't know. Way to go, Miriam Webster. Oh, here it is. Okay, well, the O-R is the is the Latin word for mouth, and A-U-R is the Latin word for ear. A-U-R-I-S. And the prefix O-R refers to things of the mouth. It could be a mouth river, your mouth. Well, your mouth your and your ear are right close to each other, so they just use the same kind of sounds, you know, because it's... It's near you. It's just, it's just a matter of pronunciation. Same vicinity on your face. It's just coincidental pronunciation. Uh-huh. Do we want to do another Kevin question? Not particularly. <laughs> well, we have like five more minutes. I don't really have that much time. We have seven minutes before you need to leave. I could leave now. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode would be short. So what? <laughs> All right, let's do another one of these since we have four. 93 question. Why is the holodeck always available on the Enterprise D? The ship has 1,012 people on board, and whenever a main character has the whim to holodeck it up, there is a, an open holodeck. I call shenanigans. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I don't know how many Aren't holodecks. Aren't there multiple? Yeah, how I many there holodecks, multiple holodecks. Are there? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there is an executive holodeck. That's the one that all of our main characters get to use. Mm. And there and are other lesser holodecks. Joe Schmo, Jeffrey's tube cleaner, Bob doesn't get to use that holodeck <laughs> i don't know and the other holodecks are not as good as the main holodeck how many holodecks <laughs> all i know all i know is that if you are on 16 in, yeah there you go. there are 16 holodecks on galaxy star cla- uh, class starships including the enterprise located on decks 9 through 11 okay well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna counter with my question of why would you ever 
ever go into a holodeck if you are a senior officer on board <laughs> Federation starship oh, yeah. because it never goes well. Yeah, it's always bad. Find something. Just hang out. <laughs> t- get drunk and ten forward. You're just better off. You're just better off. Hang out with Guinan. Much better. <laughs> you will live longer. There's one holodeck <laughs> for every sixty-three point two five people on board the Enterprise. So, do they have to schedule time in the holodeck, or do they just show up there? Uh, I've heard people at various times on somewhere at least like we haven't I know I've had I'm not sure which show it is but people have talked about having an appointment yeah like they I'll bet you they schedule schedule their time yeah Yeah, it seems like that I don't I can't remember the exact dialogue but that seems familiar and I'm sure or or they're just hanging around on the bridge and they're like all right, well, good thing we handled that Klingon threat well not Klingon because Klingons are allies Uh, that Romulan threat uh Race you to the holodeck, and then they just go <laughs> bolting for the nearest one and hope nobody else is there. Yeah. They just hit the door, and it opens, and there's like somebody that's just you know, doing something in the holodeck. Well, I think it would say like what program was running and who was in there. Who, when you saw somebody go into the holodeck, who did you ever see somebody like you know like check and say, oh well, you know so and so's in there running blah blah blah. You know, like they never talked about what was going on on the other side of the door. They just walked up and they just said, you know. Like they programmed their thing in there, and then and they and walked, then, in and then the door. the door opened, and it was the thing. And yeah, they so in. if there was somebody in there that wasn't quite done with their scenario, <laughs> they're right in the middle of like right. doing their thing, whatever well, it is that they're doing in the holodeck, and all of a sudden it just sudden, changes. They're to in something a desert. Else. <laughs> Given what most likely goes and you turn on, around and you in... go, son of a Captain Picard. Hello. Okay. How about this? Given what likely goes on in the holodeck most often, and the fact that there are appointments, I think there's probably times scheduled in between for cleanup they yeah. don't need it no there's no cleanup <laughs> like a jizz mopper you disappear it it's not, if, not if it's from the crew member sure you know you disappear it <laughs> transporter transporter technology that's the cleanup it's yeah, five seconds it's, of cleanup not even that you just beam it off the ship <laughs> out into space yeah like the contents of uh... like it doesn't even hit the floor the transporter catches it in midair what's <laughs> <laughs> the contents of whose stomach that Badger, I'm Breaking Bad, was saying he just beam beam the it was the pancake eating contest it, or something. And was just it, was a check off. Yeah, I think it was check off. <laughs> pie eating pie eating contest. On, contest on the Enterprise. Like he's got Scotty beaming the pie right, out, of his, out of his stomach, so he can eat more. And then he screws <laughs> it up, and then he, he like types a number in wrong, and he beams all of Chekhov's guts out into space, <laughs> and he dies. So high, he was so high. Yep, <laughs> that was that was a really good um, interpretation of what happens when you know stoners all sit around and talk, right. try to talk to each other. Yeah, he had really thought that out. Yeah, too. <laughs> that was a, that was a well developed story and idea that he had there. That wasn't yeah. <laughs> that went. That was the best possible version of mm-hmm. that story. He went through drafts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's about to do it. Um, that does it, <laughs> Larry. Thank you for <laughs> thanks, joining Larry. Us today. Thanks for having me. As always, good times. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Nerdburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook email is nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about stuff that I'm working on. And you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy some games. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig remembers to prep the outro during the episode. Oh. <laughs> 
I almost forgot how to say the uh, NerdBurgerShow.com thing. There, I stumbled over that. You are out of practice. We are all out of practice. <laughs> except for Larry. Yeah, I'm always out of practice, so it just doesn't seem any different. Little symbol ending. Larry benefits from lowered expectations. Correct. (laughs) No one expects anything of me. I always deliver. (laughs) <laughs> never expected always delivered something i don't know that's gotta that's gotta go on the website somewhere <laughs> all right happy new year everybody happy new year beef turkey time <laughs> <laughs>